When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Start my audacity. The audacity. Ugh. The listen. <laughs> you want to record an episode? Yes. All right. Intro Let's do it. Cute. Cute intro music. Welcome to the Yowie Shelf. Grab a seat and relax. That was some good pacing on that. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's my birth month. Yay. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, as of recording, my birthday is in a few days. I'm very mm-hmm. excited. Me and my one small kidney. I just picture like a clownfish. That's kind of what it is. Like that's That's kind of Nemo. Like, yeah. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I had a recent sonogram on my kidneys uh, because I had some issues with that, and uh, kidney failure killed my dad very young. Mm. Uh, For perspective, I'm 31, and my dad died of kidney failure at 39. Mm. So doctor was like, "Let's get a look at that. (laughs) Let's take a look at that." For real. Uh, and there was some concern about that. Come to find out, one of my kidneys is smaller than the other. Both are perfectly fine and healthy. Just one is smaller than the other. One is a lima bean and one is like a pinto yeah. bean. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know about how much money I'm going to have to spend in insurance for a sonogram. Mm. whose results have three words, right kidney small. You should put that on a t-shirt. I've named my smaller kidney. His name is Frederick. (coughs) Like Douglas? I honestly didn't even go that far. Or Chopin. (laughs) Chopin. Okay, okay. I'll give you that. So, that's me, my one small kidney. (coughs) As my one Frederick. You probably have a small lung, too. (laughs) As an asthmatic? Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. So, what are we talking about for my birth month? We are talking about DEFCON and, I guess, also NONCON. I mean, because, you know, that's the same thing. No, it's not. Well, okay. They are both (laughs) obnoxious. Can I help you? They are both obnoxious because they ruined. Okay, we're not gonna. We're gonna talk about it later. 
Anyway. So yeah. Even though it's my birth month, Asia gets her way. And she gets a trigger warning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you like to trigger warning the audience? Trigger warning. Okay, listen. If you don't know what Dubcon and Noncon are, we're going to explain a bit, but just so you know, we will be talking about fictional rape and fictional dubious consent. And mm-hmm. if those are not your thing, you might want to skip this. And honestly, I would not I would not judge you, but I don't I mean, I wouldn't judge you if you like that either. So, I wish let's be real. Like, I am probably <laughs> honestly, I am I'm too like up my own ass to be like <laughs> judging about other people. <laughs> just like, that is so totally and it hurts. I'm just like, you know what, y'all, I'm gonna live and let live. You know, I'm just gonna be that over is here. The most Taurus response is I am too up my own ass. Accurate. So <laughs> We're going to talk about Dubcon and Noncon because I, as a writer and reader of the smut, and Asia, as a reader of the smut, and many of you as fans, have probably encountered Dubcon and Noncon. Mm. Uh, we're using those terms particularly just because um, it's one of the few things in the modern internet that I have found useful uh, because essentially Dubcon just means dubious consent. Mm-hmm. Noncon means no consent or rape. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't like the dog whistle that is saying non-con because it does have a softer connotation. I'm using air quotes if you're audio only. Mm. But it also, I like using non-con in fiction because, and this is a conversation we're going to have, fiction does not equal real life. Mm-hmm. So I much rather use the term rape for real people and real victims and real survivors and non-con for pieces of paper. Hmm. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You are welcome to agree or disagree with me, but that's sort of where I've been drawing the line in the sand recently. I don't like throwing the word around the R word around mm. because I do feel like it takes away the seriousness of real victimhood. Mm. However, and again, we're going to go into this much deeper in a little bit. What happens to fictional characters is not upon the same level. I hate that in the year of the Our Lord 2021, this is still a conversation that we need to, or actually, really just a conversation that needs to be had. Because we did not need this conversation in 2011 or in 2001. I wonder what has changed. Uh, but dubious consent really meaning like under the influence of drugs or alcohol or uh, my favorite is like magical dub con where it's like, ooh, I'm hypnotized. <laughs> One of the first fanfics I like read on AO3 that like kind of got me back into reading fanfic was um, it was Matt Murdock, uh, Daredevil and um, Killgra- in, uh, Killgrave. Uh, who's one of the big villains from Jessica Jones and like mm-hmm. he does a lot of like mind manipulation and it was like really dubious consent and like dirty grimy in an alley and I was like yeah <laughs> get it <laughs> I like this 
fuck that Catholic in an alley. <laughs> uh, so there's different flavors of dub con. I'm not going to say there's different flavors of non-con uh, as in real life. No right. No. Yeah, it's just no means no. Right. But you know what's funny? You're talking about like um, just your experiences with dub, with DubCon in media, it just dawned on me that, like, as someone who has read romance novels since mm-hmm. I was old enough to read, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of on the sly, mm-hmm. um, like, hetero romance yeah. novels, mm-hmm. DubCon, I think, for the longest time, Mm-hmm. was like no, like I saw that as just like oh that's just what and we're gonna talk is. about that a lot <laughs> yeah we have okay I'm, I'm trying to pace ourselves in this episode because this is one of those episodes mm. that really could be like five hours long mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think between the two of us we have a lot of feelings that are like parallel like mm-hmm. they're similar but they kind of diverge in places but we do reach a very similar conclusion mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. mostly that uh fictional behavior is not necessarily a uh, predecessor or preteller of real life uh, right. behavior. Right. Also, uh, that fictional characters don't have rights. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I'm going to go ahead and part before the horse just a little bit. If people cared this much about actual abuse victims as they cared about like the cast of My Hero Academia, there would be no more foster children, there'd be no more shelters. There would be no more battered women or battered children. There'd be no more starvation. If people cared about the mental the, re- the mental health and the sexual health of real minors, the way they care about Izuku and Todoroki and Bakugo, there would be an end to like childhood poverty. Well, you know, okay, I was gonna like hard agree, but then I mm-hmm. thought about it and mm-hmm. I now, granted, it's very hard to tell. Like, unless someone puts their age on their mm-hmm. profile, it's hard to tell. But mm-hmm. I am willing to guess that the majority of those people um, who are screaming about, mm-hmm. like, you know, sexualizing minor characters are, like, minors themselves. And therefore, like, even if they did care, mm-hmm. like, what can they do? So in just my circle on Smut Twitter, because mm. remember I'm a bit of a voyeur in that world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a lot of adults. Now they're on the young end of it. Mm-hmm. There might be like a 20, 20, I would say like 19 to 24. Mm, so they might okay. be on the young end of adult. But, but they're, they're adults. adults. Okay. I, and I mean this more of like an attention economy scenario. Like not I mean, obviously I'm being hyperbolic. Right. Like, yeah, I, mean yeah. like an, I mean more like in an attention economy scenario. Because think of like Coney 2012. Remember what <laughs> I, I just went for my birth month. We just went way back. We, we went it's as, just funny that you say that because literally, like a month ago, something popped up and like, was it on my YouTube? I don't know, but I was like, what the heck? I forgot all about this. So right. Anyway. So, like, for, for those of you who were too young to know what Cunny 2012 is, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> but that was like the that was the thing that started the term like slacktivism. It was basically like, mm-hmm. how do we make this Ugandan warlord uh, Joseph Coney <laughs> famous? And it was supposed to be like a whole thing. There's a great internet historian video about it mm-hmm. where he talks about it for like 20 minutes, and it's amazing because I didn't know it was as big of a deal as it was. I was mm-hmm. just having fun laughing at people who thought they were helping. 
Um, <laughs> so, like, in a similar means, just like attention economy, if people care that much about mm-hmm. real children as they care about, like, Deku, th- there would be right. no more mental illness in children. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> but they they don't. They don't. They don't oh, care. Just, they might know. My favorite part is that when so the the big conversation right now in the my hero space mm. is a uh, people not acknowledging Izuku's trauma. I don't know who Izuku is. So He's the like main what... character, oh, okay, because uh, he was bullied. Air quotes. He was bullied. Everyone uh. was bullied. I was bullied. It doesn't mean that you get to like be a school shooter. That's not what I'm. That's not what that is. Is that what he does? He doesn't go bad or anything. But like everyone's like everyone downplays his trauma. First of all, he's not real. Second mm. of all, my favorite part of that is that that person often becomes a bully to push a non-bullying agenda. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Is like these people get so aggressive about you don't need to downsize his bullying. You're a bully now. Talking about Over a drawing. A he's not real. Oh my god, he's not real. Anyways, uh, that's essentially the non-con in my life is that I continue mm. to have to deal with this. <laughs> I'm just over here trying to find some smut and it is consistently <laughs> lurking somewhere in my feed. I thought I had curated my smut Twitter down. I thought I had it down to a science. And like I, something mm-hmm. always just seeps through and it just it's like, oh, that's enough internet for tonight. <laughs> I can't use Twitter first because like, no. It, <laughs> as crazy as my just my regular Twitter is the stuff that I see. I don't want Hashtag to be on true. smut Twitter because the mess. Oh, that's fair. So to to wrap up discussions on that, your dumb mm. con means dubious consent, as in consent is sometimes coerced or gained through less than chill means, uh, mm-hmm. i.e., again like substances, liquor, uh, magic, mind powers. Uh, <laughs> non-con is a fancy word for rape. Yeah. Uh, as I stated, also, I prefer the mouthfeel of non-con a little bit mm. more, especially when fictional characters. <laughs> right. Also, it. too, yeah. for content, especially like audio and like video content mm-hmm. creators, non-con is much safer to say than rape. Yeah. Don't. Um, well, I it, remember which... having to say that a lot, like on the mm-hmm. old like Quizilla days, like rape. It's like calm yeah. down. Stop. It's like. Because it is a very strong, like, it is a word that has a very strong connotation, and I do agree with you, and it's like, I don't want to just throw it around, and it can be kind of, especially when you're talking about a fictional character, it can be almost like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel. There's a a disconnect to it. Right, yeah, it just doesn't feel. It's not real. And And like, this is, it's not, like, rape sounds so serious for these, like. (laughs) Like if, you heard, if you listen to this podcast enough, I'll usually say like Law and Order SVU crime, and that's typically what I mean when I say that. But again, mm. like I don't want to. You're right. Like I don't want to throw that word around mm-hmm. with drawings. And I know, like when I was writing, we threw that word around a lot. It was mm. the early mid two thousands. Gay was an insult. No one cared about the f word, mm-hmm. and we threw around rape as a word like a seasoning. I am not excusing that behavior. I don't necessarily think it was abhorrent. I was a child. Uh, mm-hmm. People do grow and become better. Cough Disney looking at James Gunn. Uh, 
people do grow mature and become better so i won't mm-hmm. like completely vilify that part of my childhood but i was a child doing the edgelord stuff that mm-hmm. other children were doing and yeah like that word really lost a lot of its power which again we will talk about shortly mm-hmm. um i put in a joke here uh that says consent gets an error 404 consent not found and this is what happens when asia doesn't read the outline no actually here's the thing so i did read the outline and i read that part and i giggled um and I was just kind of wondering when it was going to pop up. but <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I thought that was a very good joke. Mm-hmm. I, also was... put in that, I also put in a mouthfeel joke for ContraPoints. Uh... <laughs> oh, does she say mouthfeel a lot? She says mouthfeel a lot. Oh. <laughs> uh, so mm. let's talk about why this is a thing in fiction. So this is what we would call a trope. Uh, and we've done some trope analyses before mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. a trope again like is a short is a literary or creative shorthand uh basically to get things moving along your MacGuffin is a trope your damsel in distress is a trope mm. your okay being dumb as rocks is a trope mm. which is just- often unfair but Oh yeah, like I did not say it was true. <laughs> that was not me being passive aggressive or shady. It's actually a trope I hate. <laughs> they're just oh man that uk does not know what they're doing it's sad it's so sad especially because they write them almost like there's a problem like it isn't just them being dumb like almost like they're neurodivergent or something like i actually had that problem with given mm. like the main redhead guy is coded is so awkward that it's like are you do you have Asperger's or something? And like, mm. that's not me trying to be like pejorative or downplay, but it's like, you are coded as like being so awkward that it isn't charming. I'm worried. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're so awkward and you are so out of touch that I don't think that this is charming or nice. And I, I am worry about, about your, you. Yes. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm worried. Can you consent? consent. <laughs> I don't know if you know what you're doing. Right. Like we talked about this with Chikage mm-hmm. and Antique Bakery. Where it's like, do you understand <laughs> what happened to you? And we actually, we did get a very insightful comment about that. We're like not infantilizing people with disabilities. And that's mm-hmm. not what we're trying to do. Uh, right. But like, it is something that at least like for me as a creator and Asia as a reader, like mm-hmm. it has given us pause multiple times. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like, I can... I think it's there is there is like a a, a fine line between like infantilizing mm-hmm. someone with disabilities and acknowledging that um that their brain doesn't work like how my brain works or how your brain works and so mm-hmm. things that I understand they may or may not and so I don't want to assume that they <laughs> that they know and then, which, I mean, again, we're talking about fictional characters. I was going to say, I was gonna say like, to say but, we're not talking about cartoons. Yeah. So, I mean. So, why is it a thing in fiction? Well, to be frank, it's an interesting power dynamic. It's mm. scary and weird. It is often overplayed. I'm acknowledging it is often overplayed. And I use interesting, you can put as much spice behind that as you want. Mm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. 
you know I also have a passive aggressive interesting. And there is a genuine interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I do think it is interesting. Mm. Uh, if you watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race, you might remember Tatiana in uh, All Stars 3. And she, she says mm. that choices. For me, most non-con dubcon is in that category. Most mm-hmm. of it. Because, let's be real, uh, a lot of it is not handled well. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is not handled well, but just on paper as an idea to have power taken away from someone on both ends of the spectrum as reader and as writer is interesting. It's an interesting position to put yourself through writing it and reading it. Mm. If it's not triggering, you're honestly, at least like for me, even if it is a little bit triggering, that still is like, ooh, a spice. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's universal. I'm acknowledging that that's just me and I'm weird. But um, <laughs> I'm acknowledging that I'm weird and sexual deviant. But it's it is a choice. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what I don't want to do is I don't want to demonize anyone who is. I'm gonna say okay with this. I'm not gonna say into it because again, like into it feels like a weird way to put it well because even if i mean there are people who are who are out there that have um we'll say non-con fantasies you know like that's a thing i not but like and so it's like i if you're into like you can be you can be into yeah a trope that to some people may be icky or triggering and you know like I'm that's not gonna also judge like you. I really want to keep it grounded in fiction. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay, as in just like you will read it and it's okay. Like I'm not mm-hmm. even touching what you do in real life in bedroom, right? Like, yeah, I'm that's talking, fair. Like, I'm talking strictly what you read, what mm-hmm. you create, what you ingest. Because even there, there's that line in the sand. I don't read anything non-con. Okay, that's fair. Right. You're <laughs> you don't to have that. to. You don't have to. So I don't want to demonize anyone who does. Mm-hmm. But I also want to validate some of the people who are more hardline. And I say mm. some because, like, with everything, y'all have to be respectful. Mm. If someone chooses that they like non con, and let's be real, most people who like non con aren't screaming around saying how much they love, like, fictional mm-hmm. rape. They're usually pretty chill people who just happen to like some fictional things that are a little sus. Mm hmm. Uh, you can chill out a thousand percent with that. Like, I, you can look to Asia and I, honestly. Like, there's a lot of tropes that we don't agree with and we have not argued with each other over it. It's about respect. Like, yeah. I completely get where Asia is coming from when she says she doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. And real talk, even if she doesn't get where I'm coming from, she respects me enough to let me have it knowing that I'm not using it to do harm. Yeah, like, I, what i don't know i just i guess i just don't i don't know i don't understand um i just don't understand being so upset with somebody (laughs) for a thing that they like in fiction Mm -hmm. it my brain doesn't like compute that Mm -hmm. because so let's actually segue into the conversation (laughs) um so for the millionth time we're gonna say in fiction 
one of the <laughs> biggest conversations that's been happening around dubcon and non-con recently as well as other problematic content is the concern that this is somehow a dog whistle or a secret indicator that said reader or creator is in real life gross oh yeah that if i didn't get this far in the outline so i'm genuinely surprised <laughs> looks to camera left i got listen i'm go listen i anyway <laughs> looks to camera left with 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 shade and suspicion uh but yeah, there's a lot of talk about that in uh, some not-so-nice spaces. Interesting. That... No, it's not. <laughs> no, I mean, like, no, interesting, not. like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that this is somehow a, uh, you know, like, when you have a pool, you have, like, a little, like, indicator test? Mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. reading Dubcon means that you're okay with it in real life. It's an indicator that you're also, yeah. Um, I know a few different languages. I don't say that to gloat. Mm-hmm. But in as many languages as I can say no, <laughs> I would like to. Mm-hmm. Because where on God's hairy asshole has fictional ingestment ever meant? This is so fucking like 80s satanic panic. You know what? That's exactly what went through my head. I was like all of those podcasts that I've been listening to and mm-hmm. there's always like, oh, they were, which, okay. To be fair, mm-hmm. a, there have been a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, insane murderers and things who have, or cr- people who, criminals, whatever, who have happened to like certain things and then but that doesn't correlate like it doesn't right it doesn't always happen like that okay because there are people who are not into the things that are seen as taboo who are out here also Mm -hmm. and i do want to give some space to people who have made that correlation and it works i'm using air quotes so like Mm. um, i'll tell a personal story um the Aurora Colorado theater shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, that was someone who was really, really inspired by the Joker. Mm. And I will say, if I'm at an anime convention and I still see too many people cosplayed as the Joker, I do get anxious. Mm-hmm. And that's completely on me. I know that the Joker didn't inspire, again, I'm using air quotes if you're audio only, that horrible act. Mm-hmm. But that now is a connotation that is too strong for me and i'm working Mm -hmm. through it but yeah like if i'm at a convention or if i'm at like an event and i see like too many joker cosplayers i start getting anxious yeah i mean that's that's valid you're not running up to these people and be like oh my god first of all i wouldn't yeah and also also i mean calling them terrorists i'm not saying they're bad (laughs) right like personal and i can acknowledge i can also acknowledge that it's a little bit irrational a little bit um I mean, black person hard space is always going to be right and uh, right. It's just the the sheer amount of white men white who like to just walk up in places and shoot. Like, right. I don't think that that anxiety right. is invalid because I mean, okay, I was trying I was trying to be nice about it, but you're correct. Um, I, listen, when we talk about white men, we're not, especially the straight ones, we're not. Yeah. 
there's yeah. no room to be nice here. Cishet men have no, <laughs> cishet white men have no rights. Uh, but yeah, like I think that's been something that's particularly troubling for me to watch mm-hmm. is people really using this as an attack. And then again, yeah. to talk about like the doxing and the harassing, like the amount of like youth that have like called people's offices and they're like, this person's a pedophile because they like this show. It's like you're gonna ruin someone's life. Mm. You're gonna ruin someone's life because of this. Like, I know that you think you're helping, which is sad, but like, mm-hmm. these are not soft words. These are not <laughs> soft words, friend. Like, I know that you think you're helping. Again, you're not. Mm-hmm. But like, sweetie, no. I feel like. And I feel like every time we talk about like the youths, I always end up going back to like, I want to blame the parents and not in like a negative way this time, but just because people, people don't talk to their kids enough about these things. And so like the kids are going onto the internet where they have all of this information and they're like, oh, I learned this new word. I learned this. I've learned about this, this concept and this issue and this, and this, and this. And they're like, so like, they feel so empowered yeah. and angry <laughs> and it's like but their parents will, haven't told them like hey i will say I, I mean yes that is the parents responsibility but also there's this huge segregation between the youth and the adults because mm. i know when i was coming up on the internet if i popped off like that i would you know how like okay we're both african-american mm. you know how if you did something wrong and the neighborhood found out everyone would whip you well okay here's the thing or like in theory but because I was gonna, I, yeah, like if we're gonna center it in my just my family, yes, because okay. I lived in a, a very white neighborhood, and if anybody yeah. had whooped my, first yeah, of all, right. I, okay, oof. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean, like colloquially. But like, yes, okay, yes, that, that's all I'm getting at. <laughs> Is it like if you were running around messing around in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. like your parents would like like take you trick or treating, but like for punishment. <laughs> that's what would happen on like if I, oh my god if i dare popped off like that mm. back in the day because um i tend to kind of equate it to like how animals grow up you know like you watch like lions play and it's a lot of like mm. play fighting or dogs puppies mm-hmm. you know they bite their mom once the mom bites the fuck back and i'm like okay don't do that Right now, these kids don't have anyone that's willing to bite them back. Mm. Or not in a way that's meaningful to them. Because right. what they'll do, then they say, you're bullying me. I'm not bullying you. You're wrong. Yeah. So not in a way that makes sense to them or that they can read as a meaningful, I'm trying to help you. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to put some of that slack on us. Not a lot, but like, I'm willing to put some of that slack on us as elders. That yeah, not, not me because I ain't gonna talk to none of them. <laughs> That's the problem is we keep on giving them attention, and well, they're not, like, "Oh, they're listening. Let me yell at them some more." No, That's the thing. I don't think, but I don't think leaving them alone to stew is also the right answer. I think I mean, that they do need loving redirection. They need to get off the internet and not sneak sneaking behind yeah. their parents' back. See, that's the thing. That's why I don't care. Because they're over here, you know. Their mom and daddy said you don't need to be on this and this and this and this, and they're like, "We're going to do what we want." Their parents probably think that they're fine. Their parents have no idea. That's even worse because their parents are probably like, "Hey, hey, Jimmy, 
yeah, and Sally, are y'all doing all right? And they're like, yeah, what, mom. What year is it? Their names are Jimmy and Seth. What fucking 1950s <laughs> white propaganda are you? What fucking... What fucking I love Lucy? <laughs> Jimmy and Sally. And Jimmy and Sally said, yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. And really, they're... The fountain. Yeah, but really, they're up in, like... <laughs> Yeah, they're up in like some up in these like eighteen plus spaces yelling right. at adults, right. and I'm just like, so I don't feel bad for y'all if you're if you're listening to this podcast right bad. now. Yeah, it's your own fault. Me. You do. Yeah. <laughs> you get what you get. <laughs> it's just... it's the embodiment of the meme. Fuck them kids. I thought that would be me, and I'm over here like. I think we should help them. Listen, I have such a soft spot for children. I'm a very nurturing person. But when they cross lines, like, if it's like, listen, I done told your ass, though. If I told you, listen, I don't, I don't I just tell you. Though, that is black, black mama. <laughs> that is black parenting in a nutshell. Is, if you would do if, what I tell you. If, if you do exactly what I say. <laughs> like, I'm in helping you I, out. In the way I said it. Like. Spot. The minute you deviate, like it's just I like am leaving you in the woods. No, I will say that I am a ch- I am a, ch- a, sl- a more progressive black parent. You are. I, I, you, I will give you that. You, yeah, but that. but I'm still no, listen. You are still. I'll tell you right. once, right. and then I'll let you kind of go do your own thing. And if you don't do what I said, when you come back to me, I'm gonna be like, oh baby, mm-hmm. see, I told that you. Did work out for you? Did it? Did it? It sure did it. How about you go try this now? And then it's like, oh, okay, this worked for me. Of course it did. Triggered. <laughs> of course it did. Listen to me. <laughs> so, children, if y'all would listen to your parents sometimes, then you wouldn't have to be worried. You wouldn't have to be on here okay, on the internet. Talk. Parents know this shit either. <laughs> what parent knows about this? They. That's very true. They have like, no I'm not idea. even trying to be mean. Like, what fucking parent knows about we barely know about this. I live in this swamp, Asia. I, you know, I am a whole like in, the, and I don't know about what's like. Going. I, I am Shrek. I live in this swamp. Yeah, I'm and just there's over here like, things, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I can't expect parents to know this. This is very true, and it like, moves so quick. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying it should be the elders. Like, it should be us. It should be that old guard. But, like, it has to be done in a way that the kids listen. I think that's been the problem. Like with real parenting. Because, you know, they don't be listening. Well, because it is not said in a way that you can process it. Because I know I had that with my black auntie. (laughs) That my aunt could say the same thing two ways and I'm only listening once. Mm. Because I didn't like the way the first one sounded. Mm. It had to sound like my idea. I was a shitty 15-year-old. they're all the same (laughs) i've been there they're literally like exactly but you've been there you know like we have to find a way to say these things in a way that doesn't just sound like you're bullying me no i'm not (laughs) bullying you i'm trying to help you because you're gonna ruin someone's life and they're gonna kill themselves and it's gonna be your fault and do you want to go to jail you're not ready for jail there's no feminist discourse in jail there's only Mm. like actual rape (laughs) and murder because the cops do not care about you they sure don't the cops do not care about you so i'm just gonna go ahead and say that you are going to ruin someone's life you will be prosecuted for that 
someone will find you and you are going to jail and you can run and tell that <laughs> right and there is no uh hashtag problematic discourse in prison well so um again i do want to leave some credence to the to the individuals the the small mm. the tiny amount where yes they have read some gross things and they did gross things <clears throat> i do want to give some credence to that that mm -hmm. is a i'm using the biggest air quotes i can valid concern in some cases mm. however it is always down to individual choice yes media can influence you but media has not a comic book has never picked up a gun exactly a video game has never brought a katana to school exactly a comic book has not ever physically assaulted someone unless you I've, use it as a weapon right yeah and that's a person kind of using it it's not even say, you're holding it it's kind of funny and you're <laughs> Can you imagine just a comic book yeeting itself across? The <laughs> it's actually kind of hilarious. Yeah, yeet! Oh! that's oh. so. The fact that I just said you. The fact that I just said yeeting. Wow. Okay, Am I a Gen Zer? I have a hoodie that says "Yeet" in bisexual pride colors. Wow. The only time I ever hear the word "yeet" is when my freaking seven-year-old. I say talks a lot, it. honestly, and I kind of hate I'm myself. I'm upset that I just said it. Just then. I'm not. I'm um, a grown-ass woman. <laughs> what? What does that make me, Aisha? I'm not still a child. I mean, I guess we're part of the same generation. We are. Aren't yeah. we? I think so. We're both still millennials. Yeah. I'm not even really sure what. Nothing. I know matters. I'm not. What's? The... You're not Gen, Gen X, are you? No, that's the one before me. I think that's yeah. my okay. So no, I guess hold yeah, on. millennial. Hold on, I'm googling it. Cause I don't know, it's so confusing. Okay, so the official start is 1981 to 1996. Oh, okay. So I am. I'm. I'm an older. <laughs> you're an millennial. elder millennial. Yeah, okay. because I was born in '86. Okay. So. Yeah. So you're you're there. You're there. Yeah. Um, so now we get to talk about something that Asia and I have both alluded to in the past, and that is a ye, ye old double standard. Ye. <laughs> a half yeet. <laughs> uh, as Asia had mentioned earlier in the show, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of Western media that loves dubcon and noncon, isn't there? Oh my gosh. When I, like I said earlier, mm -hmm. I grew up literally grew up reading romance novels like mm -hmm. just that's what i liked to read that was the easy because you know like those really cheap romance novels the harlequins they're just so mm -hmm. cheap and easy to get hold of mm -hmm. i ate them up and you're, thankfully you're Zane, you're daniel Steele. yes yes oh <laughs> so i you know what I, I say that but i loved the shit out of those and right. <laughs> uh but like so i was so into all of those just mm -hmm. things that I probably should not have been reading as a child. Well, absolutely not. <laughs> and it's thankfully, and I think I have my traumatic ass childhood to thank for this. I was able to like 
to recognize like I don't want this mm-hmm. so I was able to read it and and be like yeah well I don't want that however mm-hmm. I was very desensitized to seeing it in um like in fiction for sure and I think had I had a different background mm-hmm. I could have been very susceptible to like kind of internalizing a lot of that th- that stuff as a child so fun fact <laughs> i did mm. i internalized a lot of that which we're going to talk about shortly but i want to hone mm. in on that double standard a little bit more yep, yep, yep. Um, so here's the thing a lot of western media loves dubcon and non-con there's plenty mm-hmm. of it look at any major television show there is at least an act of violence against a woman i mm-hmm. promise you it is the witcher a... yes uh castlevania has several yeah it does oh, but i oh but i love castlevania <laughs> castlevania I... is so good i don't dislike it it's not what i was hoping for as someone who played the video game i mean you know listen i also well okay I watched my brothers play the video games because I was too scared of all the things jumping out of me. So I do. It's it's not this. It's not. Yeah, I, I this, think, and I'm and but... I'm totally acknowledging that that's on me. I'm being a butthurt fan. <laughs> it's not as close to the video game as I no, would not like, not even. But I can't say it's bad. That's a, well, no, I do have an issue with Trevor Belmont. I have a huge issue with his characterization. They just made him Jon Snow. Oh, see, I've not watched that. So yeah. Well, I didn't even as as of watching Castlevania, mm. I hadn't watched a lot of Game of Thrones either. Mm-hmm. But I knew. Uh... They made him Jon Snow. Like he canonically was never he was brooding and he had reasons to have a chip on his shoulder. He was never a dick. And like that whole like really unlovable, like that wasn't his he was still formerly chivalrous like mm. he is not that far removed from being one of the noble families of the papal guard mm-hmm. like he was never that much of a dick i'm not gonna say he was a great guy <laughs> but they really beefed up that he's a dick and i, I but he he's a that, dick with a heart of gold i never got to the heart of gold he was always just a dick oh no i love oh i i love Velma. i love trevor I mean, I so much him. and his relationship him. with sypha listen i stand and also the three listen my ot3 actually ot actually ot4 okay anyway i'm a huge i'm like way a way bigger fan of castlevania than i expected i would be the same i'm 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 shocked as well i like i didn't even think you've watched castlevania oh listen that seems very far out of your usual i love it i actually started rewatching it with my younger brother because he hadn't seen it and i was like i need to i i I stopped at season two i need to watch three oh you need to watch okay see this is what i need to talk about you can't be talking nothing you can't be talking asia how many times have you talked about one piece but it's okay 
it, but it's always very surface because I'm I'm honest. And I'm, I'm like, acknowledging I'm that mine is personal and surface. I'm not I'm not giving you any shit for Castlevania. I'm losing my personal reasons. Okay. Well, damn, can I help you? Is there something that I can do for you? I turned into one of those one of those kids on the internet who gets You're bullying me for not liking the thing that I like. You're a racist. <laughs> It's, you're it's you're a racist, misogynist, homophobic, and homophobe, <laughs> vampire racist. How dare you not like Castlevania? No, it does have one of my favorite memes of all time, which is the before and after of um Dracula and his wife. It's like I'm gonna fuck Dracula, and then after I fuck Dracula. Yeah, I just <laughs> even they are great. Ugh. So as we stated, there's a lot mm. of Western shows that have these elements, and we don't seem to give it the same amount of shit. Right. And it's usually the same type of problematic. Um, because I, I would be willing to hear an argument that, oh, well, it's different, blah, blah, blah. It is no different when it happens in a badly written 90s uh, boy's love than it is in Game of Thrones. If anything, mm -hmm. I would argue that Game of Thrones is worse because it's graphic and not usually as stylized as in the way of like at least when we're talking like 90s early dub con it's mm -hmm. usually the no no yes which mm -hmm. is not better but on the list of sins it's a little lower down mm -hmm. so why don't we give those western shows as hard of a time mm. hmm i think you know the answer hmm do i Who's watching the Western shows, Aisha? I mean, not me. So <laughs> probably cis het white men. Mm. What? So course, no way. I know, gasp. So of course they don't see a problem with it. Mm. Or my favorite, I'm I'm digging in on Game of Thrones because that's like my problem child. Uh <laughs> My favorite is, uh, well, that's how it was back then. No, it wasn't. Rape was still a crime. Like, that's my favorite. That's my absolute favorite. It's like, well, that's just how it was back then. No, you didn't just throw your dick at people. That's also, not... yes. I love how people say, like, say things like, well, that's how it was back then. Not, I, I, and they've never read a book <laughs> or been there. Like, but at the very <laughs> least. No one's been there like time travel isn't really right but it's just like at the very least read a book not a book <laughs> just a book because most a of these book. people have not written have not read a book yeah, at least you're, since like you're, elementary you're absolutely school right. like, usually people have no idea what the fuck they're talking about like, so you don't know what, what you're talking about you you're talking about like no it was no rape was a crime like they go to a renaissance fair one time and they're like oh yeah that's how this is how things are and i'm like okay, if you know can i be that fan once i mean i've never just once but i'm I went to a summer solstice festival that was Viking themed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The amount of kilts I saw. The amount of kilts. Why were they wearing kilts? Because they're pasty white men who are using the Norse pantheon oftentimes to hide veiled misogyny and very veiled racism and white supremacy. Because... I mean, listen, I don't really care about the Vikings, but I'm pretty sure they didn't wear 
They did not. That's a whole other part of Europe. So we tend to give uh, Western media a pass typically because of its cis hat white man audience. Um, <laughs> what? I mean, you're not wrong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm aware. Uh, but we also tend to give uh, Yahweh and Shadonai a harder time. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a decent argument against that. BL does tend to have a very young audience. Mm-hmm. I was one of those youngins. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, categorically, trauma or no trauma, when every depiction of sex that you've ever seen is non-consensual, mm-hmm. it does warp you. Mm-hmm. And I say the same thing for Western media, because there is a huge bumper market on Western media talking about deflowering virgins mm. and age gaps and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I give that same shit to Western media as well. I am not absolving Western media. But my primary thing was boys love content. Mm-hmm. And I will say, without getting too graphic, there are too many sexual encounters that I've had mm. where I was fueled by what I had read in media. Mm-hmm. And I got myself into situations that I should not have been in. Now, I don't blame boys love for that, and I never will. Mm-hmm. That was my fault for not speaking up. I'm not victim blaming. Like I'm literally I had sense. <laughs> I had sense. Like uh that's my aunt's fault for not being able to open dialogue with me mm-hmm. and have valid and grounded conversations about sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. That's society's fault for still putting a taboo on female sexuality and sex. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people's fault. That isn't Maki Murakami, you know, because of right. Yeah. That's a lot honestly, of people's, they're victims. Right. That's <laughs> a lot victims. of people's fault before it's Fumi Yoshinaga's fault. Before right. that, there's a lot of people on that list before we start getting into mangaka. Mm. So do I think that that's a problem? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Of course I do. Is that a manga cause fault? Nope. Nope. That is not their it's not their concern. Those are not their kids. Nope. Um, I mean I, I always go back to the you know, in a perfect world, I guess, um mo- like more parents would be the like would be the kind of people that um give that make their kids feel safe enough mm-hmm. to talk to them you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I, I feel like some parents some people and some like young people are like oh I'd be too embarrassed to talk to my it's like I'm not mm-hmm. going in my kid's room and like mm-hmm. sitting down and be like okay son it's just like hey you know you can talk to me and not only do I say you can talk to me but I show it mm-hmm. by you know like when he does bring up little things, I'm, you know, I pay attention and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, just in a perfect world. But unfortunately. But also, again, in a way that can be received. Because I know, like, when I was in high school, my mm-hmm. aunts were very open about sex. Mm. Like, they were like, you fucking yet? Like, no. Uh, like, see, that's so. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's too no, open. Do and I wasn't that's... ready for that. <laughs> Ew, like, no. Right. And, like, but they thought that they were helping. They thought mm-hmm. that that oh, was. Oh, I'm so cool. And... Yeah, I'm a yeah. cool aunt. Are you doing the dick and mouth? Like, no. Like, <laughs> even if, like even as an adult like if right like if my parent if I, i'd be like 
Also, it probably feels like a trap. It <laughs> Both like, my aunts are Catholic. It did. It's like, why are you? It why do you like want to know? So, you go yeah, try it, to beat it, my it, ass. Yeah. So. It, again, Catholic household, black, Southern. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a they trap. Don't, they don't actually. They don't. They don't actually care. Want you to talk wanna, to them? They right, want to beat your ass. They're send you to the fucking woods. <laughs> you're never seen again. You get to Southern families, and it's like, didn't you have another child? What other child? We. Don't know who you're talking about. I don't know who you're talking about. Like, I'm pretty sure you had another child. No, no. There's just like an X in all the photos. Like, right? No, they they it's it's a trap. So don't. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, like I. So again, like it's it's being able to say that in a way that I'll listen or that mm-hmm. they will listen. And again, like I don't have answers to that. I don't know what my aunts could have said that would have made me say, "Hey, uh, this guy that I'm dating who is way too old for me." Uh really wants to do stuff mm-hmm. and i feel pressured because he's older than me mm-hmm. what do i do i don't know what my aunts could have said to make right. me feel comfortable saying that so i'm not right. trying to blame them for that they were using the tools that they had available uh, yeah yeah from their fucked up mom <laughs> who did the same thing to them right exactly like, especially in especially in minority households i really mm-hmm. want you guys to think about generational trauma Oof. it's not an excuse but it will blow your mind. It is never mm. an excuse. I am not waving a flag oh, and saying that not. makes it okay. But like, it explains I, things. But like, for me with my aunts, it was knowing my grandmother later in life mm-hmm. and then meeting her mom. My mm. great grandmother, who said that she was glad I wasn't a darkie, that she Ooh. said, yeah, child. She, she, she one time told me, uh, I wish I could gain weight like you do. She said that to me. I just, the things that, do they, like, (laughs) how do you say that to someone that you supposedly love? Like, I'm sorry. I just, wow. Like, just old people. It was my great-grandfather's funeral, her husband, and my, my, most of my family was up there, and my uncle got out of the car, and my great-grandmother said to the priest, that's my fat grandson. So if this was her chill in her old age, if she was like 90, if this was her chill, and I'm over right. here looking at my grandma, I'm over my grandma like, oh, fuck. And then now like when my aunts talk about their mom, my grandma like, oh, fuck. Again, not an excuse, not a hand wave, but it makes sense. It's, yeah. So it gives context. It gives a lot of context. I- I'm still mad as shit, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, like did did that fuck me up as a youth reading this? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I have no. I will not pause saying that I was in a lot of situations sexually that I should not have been in because yeah. I was hyped up on hentai and boys' love. Right. I also think of like the 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 young the baby gays. Oh you know the, because can, they get into so many sketchy situations because mm, there's just no education no it's one's genuinely terrifying it. it's really scary it's so scary because so scary ugh, and so and i think it's just 
I, one of the things that we say a lot on here is like, we try to tell people like, please do not use these things as like a, a playbook for real life. Please. Um, because Please. and I think I think like most of us like most of our audience is adults and like y'all get it but for the small percentage or for anyone who might be listening to this who is a child because I know and I can see you for these Please. You that are minors, Please understand that Please. even these even the like in the stories where the character relationships seem quote unquote healthy, they're healthy for this type, for this general genre right. of fiction. And, and they're again, still... like, I won't scapegoat American media. Western right. media sure does love a deflowered virgin, don't they? Ugh. They sure do love a 14 year old deflowered virgin, don't they? And like, let's that's not even safe. Right. And let's not even talk about, you know, the the gay media the gay western media because what is there honestly yeah one what is there like, is what is like hypersexualized twink with like pound cake on the butt cheeks it's just like what 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 do we have which that um, is a person i have met that person <laughs> in like a mesh yes. crop top and, and short shorts that say pound cake oh I absolutely that person i'm probably best that friends is, with that person yeah, i i know many of those people that is real that is not everyone's gay experience right like i was thinking about something um because you know we talk about being gay as like sometimes a surrogate for misogyny mm. so you know about like poppers right yep <laughs> so poppers for those of you who don't know are a inhalant that a lot of gay men use mm -hmm. because it one creates a euphoria in the brain but it also uh, opens up loosens the hole. well it loosens all of the muscles <laughs> particularly the anal sphincter that's the one that matters but it loosens all the muscles mm -hmm. so it usually keeps you hard longer and stuff like that like it's 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 a yeah yeah Aisha, okay noted no you're not, not dosing that. <laughs> you're not dosing that Aisha. I love how I was already there, Asia. <laughs> you are not giving poppers to your husband. <laughs> Water bottle spray. Uh, but that's done because it is an understanding that it hurts. Mm -hmm. And that's... As someone who has done things with the back door... Yeah, I've done butt stuff. It's not... I'm not going to say it's the always the best. Thing. <laughs> But the 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 idea that it will hurt, that's not true. Or like all the myriad of products that are catered to women to make it hurt less, it should not be hurting. Unless right, it medically there's something wrong. Like in right. my instance, where I medically have issues that cause that, mm. or psychically you have issues that cause that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise... That should not be a thing. Yeah, it shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be like, I mean, it can be uncomfortable, especially if it's yeah. like, you're, you know, there's going to be some discomfort, but your right. partner well, should be like, yeah, like, also they should be carry. yeah, and they should be like paying attention and like asking you, are but you okay? But the idea that sex should equal pain um, is what yeah. I'm getting that sex equals blood 
and pain. Mm-hmm. You see that in Western media, you see that. Oh, with like the, media. like, well, for your just, first time, you're get, you get, you bleed. Not even and... that, like, there's still a lot of scenes in Boys Love with non-con where there's a ton of bleeding. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you're getting bleeding that severely, that's like, that's a crime. I mean, it was already a crime, but like, that's a worse crime. Mm-hmm. You will get some tearing. That's understood. But like, just like the pools of blood sometimes it's like did he have a knife on his dick what the fuck like <laughs> I don't know oh, why that's man. funny to me that's... <laughs> I'm messed up but that's very funny to me for some reason oh, <laughs> oh I'm going to hell um, <laughs> so there is a decent Shit. argument uh, that can be made against it in fiction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so what is our root what is the root of our love of dubcon and non-con Aisha, do you want to talk about our old friend hello meet misogyny <laughs> it's all about power especially yeah. when women write it it's about power Notice mm-hmm. how a lot of the people that write these scenes are women. Mm-hmm. For many, it's a form of revenge. It's taking back a sort of power that women inherently don't have. Mm-hmm. Some of us are victims of sexual abuse ourselves. Now, I do my best not to leech that into my writing, mm-hmm. even though I'm sure I have at least once. Mm-hmm. But I know plenty a writer mm. who has used it as a means to work through sexual pain mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is a form it is the deepest form of revenge a writer can have against sexual pain mm. and again as a woman is also just a fascinating power dynamic because while rape against men is a thing and i'm not here to belittle it let's be real mm. most of the victims are female mm-hmm. i don't really like the conversation that happens around like male rape because mm-hmm. it's not that I don't think it's real. Obviously, I do. But I don't like the whole, it's, you know, it's just, it's apples and apples. Like, it's apples and oranges, but in a, yeah. in a fucked up orchard. Well, and also, it seems like it only gets brought up as in conversations. Right. Yeah. Like, like it's, <laughs> it's only ever used as a point when women say that something happened. Like, well, right. me too. Okay. Like, yes. Oh, we know. We know. And that's sad. But, like. That's not what we're, that's not why we're marching today. Yeah. Like, oh my God, men's rights activists. Men's rights activists. Have you met any of them? No, I don't hang out in those circles. (laughs) I don't hang out with men who dare to ask for rights. (laughs) No, because I moderate and stuff like that. I've been on a lot of fringes of those circles. Hmm. Just like going to like what are they what are the, what do they think that they are not getting like what are, what what are they what are they fighting for Asia, i don't have time to discuss this <laughs> because it is genuinely the saddest and longest thing that i could tell you to summate men feel like they are underappreciated for the roles that they do and that when women strike up conversations against it, it is usually in either malice or cowardice. For instance, 
when they say that women are in danger, they say, well, men go to war. They are concerned about the rights and placement of the Western male because women are taking over. They have, they're trying to make men subservient. Women have become decadent sluts. Yes, I mean. <laughs> yes, I'm literally sitting here with a fan. I, I am a decadent slut. No problem with this. Um, no, it's bad. No, it's bad. Oh, because yeah. Men, because then they cuckold men and they go with less superior but more attractive men who aren't as intellectually stimulating. Yeah. You know, as mm-hmm. someone who is a fan of NTR, like those dudes in those circles would fucking hate me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. So there was oh my god it was a <laughs> it was like some dude who was like a men's rights activist and he's like women have Western women have become the most decadent sluts it's like yeah yes and also I've never been referred to as decadent I think that's a lovely like that's a compliment I felt like a cake yeah like I felt it, like a, that to me that's a compliment can I tell you the very specific image that came to my mind and it is the blackest thing on earth was some. So do you remember at KFC when they had the chocolate cake? So KFC used to sell this chocolate cake. And it was the moistest but least flavorful thing I've ever eaten. Was it like one of those, like, like the cake that you used to get at, um, cafeteria, like a school cafeteria, like the wacky cake? No, it was like a, it was like a bunt, but like a Walmart bunt. It was like it was Ooh. like it was like a step it was like a half a step above a Walmart cake. Okay. Like the hmm. ones in the plastic, like the, the plastic seven up cakes. Yeah. Put it like a like a half a step above that. Okay. Not your local grocery store, like the Piggly Wiggly or like the Minyards. Those were good. <laughs> no, this is a Walmart one. Yes, I said Piggly Wiggly. I'm still Southern. <laughs> yes, I said Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> But like they used to sell these chocolate cakes, and I remember my my parents getting it, mm. and we loved it. I mean, because we ate like shit, which why both my parents are dead. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> but I remember being at a KFC with a friend in college, and I'm like, I wonder if they still have this fucking cake, and they did. But you can't mm. just like buy a slice; you have to buy the whole cake, and it was like five dollars for the entire cake. I would have. No, we bought it and we were eating oh. it, and it's just like this is too much fucking cake. Mm. And it's like it's not great either. So like we're just oh. like trying to like force into it. Like, this is five dollars, and when you were broke college students, five dollars is like a lot of potential. That food. is a lot of yeah. It's not that great, but like we kept eating it. It's like when I whenever I hear deck, I'm like that's specifically what I think about is that moist ass but like flavorless chocolate cake from KFC. Mm. I told you it was the blackest thing I could think of. A lot of it is rooted in misogyny, which is not fun and not exciting. Um, Again, that doesn't make it okay. Yeah. That's not an excuse. And I do feel bad that so many women and individuals, frankly, are using fiction to work through their pain. Mm -hmm. Um, But therapy is expensive and not everyone believes women. Right. A lot of people don't believe women, frankly. Um, a lot of people don't believe men, you know, to feed that part of the rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't believe gay men. Uh, so I can, I, I see it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I hate that that's where we are. 
but I see it. I, I see it. So, Asia, is there a mm. way that we can uh, do dub con or non con that isn't uh, as awful? <laughs> well, <sighs> actually, okay, actually, you and I, we say, we, we talk about this a lot. We do. I mean, listen to the podcast and drink every time you hear us say framing and you're probably gonna like die so actually don't do that you'll get alcohol you can drink every time we say framing or i say optics yeah (laughs) right don't do it because you'll die yeah you'll you'll end up (laughs) but yeah it's framing um and um, if you're new to the show and you don't know what framing means, framing is just the filigree and the elements around an act. So one of the big issues of dubcon and non-con is that it's often rewarded. Mm-hmm. Especially in boys love, uh, your uke will be assaulted, taken mm-hmm. against your will, the sime will do the softest of apologies, and everything if is that. fine. If that. <laughs> and everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Now, we've said this in other episodes, I don't need every sime to go to jail right <laughs> that's not what i'm looking for i'm not looking for realistic no. consequences because <laughs> if that's the case then there'd be no media ever <laughs> this ever would be it would jail. be so boring <laughs> everyone would be in jail it's like well everyone would be in jail for crimes <laughs> but there has to be some filigree of mm-hmm. this was bad everyone knows it was bad yes and no one was rewarded because that's the other scary part is when one party thinks this is bad and the other doesn't. Mm-hmm. You see that a lot in the 90s, 2000s BL as well, where one partner is very on the track of no and one mm-hmm. partner is like full steam ahead. Yep. So framing is really here to save you if you do venture into these woods. Mm-hmm. It must be acknowledged as bad. It must. There can be no reward at the end of it. And there must be a consequence. And when I say consequence, mm-hmm. I don't, again, I don't mean jail. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a Law and Order episode where every, <laughs> where every manga ends in prison. But acknowledgement, not talking, a stumble in the relationship. There has to be some consequence mm-hmm. that states that this is not acceptable. It will never be acceptable that it was not the UK's fault because there was also a lot of victim blaming and boys mm-hmm. love where it's like, oh, if only you hadn't done this. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. that. <sighs> if you do that, I will find you. Like, that drives up the fucking wall. It's like, if only, if only you hadn't talked to my best friend, now I'm going to rape you. You know, that's the thing that we all... I that happens a lot in heteromance stuff too. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't, you made me like I did. You know what? Actually, I was reading a Yuri. This has been was it last year? I was reading a Yuri mm-hmm. um, anthology, and one of the stories really like pissed me yeah. off a little bit. And I usually don't get like just so angry, but I was so mad because it was like it was for one, it was a teacher student. Like, well, the te- so like the teacher. Uh, or the student um, and teacher, like, their relationship started, like, innocently, and then, like, she waited until the student actually became a teacher herself, so sure, but then there was the power, power dynamic of, like, senior 
and you know underling and then there was this whole weird thing where the older person kept saying things like oh she's if she would if she wouldn't do and it was like this girl was just living her she was just living she was existing and this woman was like well if she wouldn't do this that i wouldn't feel this way and i went and it's like bitch right like, what are you doing no well, and, you, and you and not to be a doubter that happens a lot in real life where you mm -hmm. get a lot of well if she hadn't been wearing that dress oh i'm sorry i didn't know i had a dress on that says please rape me mm -hmm. i wasn't aware you know what this yes. okay i just had this thought okay about um so yeah i just had, i had this thought mm -hmm. that i think in general I am pretty okay with exploration of like most things and, mm -hmm. you know, in, in fiction, mm -hmm. I think that where I do tend to be sensitive is mm -hmm. when it's reflecting harmful things that we see in real life. Exactly. Exactly. So and even I have a hard time with that. Like I know I mentioned that um I'm usually the one that's more palatable with this, mm -hmm. but I have a lot of hard stances. Like I don't like it when it's when it was done the way it was when I first started reading Yaoi, where mm -hmm. it's like just thrown in as a seasoning. Like, oh, we're just gonna have yeah. some rape. we're just gonna have some non-con to sprinkle that in. I think that that's tasteless and harmful. Mm -hmm. So like if you listen to me talk about the series that I like that have dub con and non-con they have a lot of consequences to them i will die on this horse i think maiden rose does it the best mm. klaus is never rewarded for him being monstrous yeah ever you know it actually yeah. makes me think so fumi yoshinaga soulfage um yeah. is one of her like, i almost didn't keep that Mm -hmm. that one because i really just do not like the quote-unquote relationship mm -hmm. but i ended up appreciating it mm -hmm. for the fact that now although his consequence like i would have loved to see more consequences from this man i wanted his his ass to get beat and then i wanted him to get killed uh <laughs> okay. i mean a couple oh. of times a couple of those things kind of anyway but it's like drugs exactly so but like i do I was a I was able to actually like step back and be like, you know what, this is actually a really interesting story. And it's like exploring something that I'm like, ooh, this makes me uncomfortable, but it's in like I don't want to say a good way, but like it's no, just I an mean, interesting I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like I get what you're saying with that. And mm. I do think that there is space for series that aren't necessarily framed well. Mm. So like gravitation comes to mind with some of the mega mixes and the remixes where um yuki airy is sexually abused by his teacher and it's not framed well at all mm. but that's also a pretty accurate way that a lot of people who are sexually abused as minors deal with that mm -hmm. and it isn't meant to represent real life it isn't meant to be an accurate depiction of trauma again it's not a playbook mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's not necessarily framed as romantic like there's flowers and stuff it is framed as romantic in Aerie's warped mind because mm -hmm. that's what happened to him he was in love with his sensei and as mm -hmm. far as he was concerned that meant being taken at a very young age mm -hmm. so even if it might not be framed as well as other series on paper 
it's framed within the context of that series as still something that's monstrous and terrible and has consequences that last for over a decade. Mm. Like, so while that might not be, you know, if you, you might read that superficially, well, that's not framed well. Mm-hmm. In the context of the show, it is. So you right. got to be careful with your framing. If you try to think of everything as a rigid frame, again, like not everything is going to look exact. Not again, not everything is going to look like a lot of as view episode where there's like, you know, a dude gets his dick cut off and, you know, everything <laughs> is fine. No, sometimes that framing is going to be a little bit different and it might not even be satisfying. Yeah. Um, I think people who, especially like newer lenses, when they read Dubcon and Noncon, they they want it to be this like satisfying like Xena warrior princess moment, where, like he <laughs> just murdered and like you know everything bad happens because he was bad. And it's like I get that desire, mm-hmm. but that's not realistic. Yeah, um, and even if it wasn't realistic, like I again like there it's nice to have spaces where you can explore all kinds of things you know what i mean like and i feel like fiction i don't know i i i don't want to um do like i don't want to do too much policing because i feel like that's a good space to like explore just also we're not qualified to do that policing like there are some very (laughs) fascinating conversations Mm. on the internet about like pedophiles who haven't offended yet and if they Mm -hmm. should be allowed to do some of this stuff because it gets out the urges using air Mm -hmm. quotes there are some fantastic ethical conversations between people with more degrees than either of us Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not that is not in my pay grade i'm not going to pretend it's in my pay grade i don't i don't have the answers and i never will Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. Those are some great conversations to have by people much smarter than we are. <laughs> we are two perverts on the internet who decided to start a podcast. That's what we are. Amanda tried to save this show. Like, we are not in any way qualified to make those decisions. <sighs> Nor Listen, will we ever. I was simply saying that, you know. I know. I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> it's my, not my place, but, yeah. you know. My, my degree from ITT Tech does not qualify me. <laughs> my master's printed on a construction paper does not qualify me for this conversation. <laughs> but framing usually can help. Mm. Uh I, I find that framing is usually what saves me. And again, like it's not always like when I say consequence, it's not always as like concrete of a consequence as I'd like, but like there ha there has to at least be an acknowledgement that this was bad. That's usually like my bare minimum. Mm. There has to be an acknowledgement that this was bad. And that it's mm-hmm. unacceptable and that it wasn't the UK's fault. Um and even if there is still some victim blaming, because to go back to Maiden Rose, Klaus does some decent victim blaming at Taki, but like it's ambiguous enough to where like you as reader can make that decision. Mm. Because there is some stuff without getting into spoilers that could be a decent argument for why Klaus is so angry. Again, mm-hmm. not enough to do a crime, but when you've read the series, okay, 
I can see how you may have drawn some conclusions and some feelings about this. Again, Mm -hmm. not enough to rationalize how you've acted out those feelings, but I can see how you got here. So that's really as much as we have to say about Dubcon and Noncon without this becoming a five-hour show that ends (laughs) both of us falling asleep on camera. Because that's what would happen. Yes. It would just be us asleep. Honestly, I would just get up. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't sit here. I would be like, okay, bye. (laughs) You would. I'm like, I'm hungry. Yeah, Um, I would get like, I'm tired. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) So, um... Aisha, where where can the people find us? Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Yowie Show. Mm-hmm. You can find us um on Anchor, mm-hmm. also the Yowie Show, and also mm-hmm. of course here if you're watching this mm-hmm. on YouTube mm-hmm. at the Yowie Show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good job. Uh, what do you want to do next month? Uh, that is a good question. What's on our list? <laughs> you did not just say that is a good question to me. You did not just say. Well, it doesn't say in the outline. It's conversation, Asia. It's not my birth month anymore. I don't get to make these decisions unilaterally. Oh, well. Um, I'm not let's... a dictator. I'm just a dick. Let's see. Hmm. I actually have to. I have to find the list because oh it's God. it's pretty far. I don't know where it is. Honestly, oh hold on. Let me. Here it is. I found it. Okay. She did not just say. Okay. So we. Hmm. Hmm. Do we want to do an um an author retrospective? Sure. Maybe Koyoneta, because I think I have quite a few of hers. I would say Scarlet Verico, but because you hate me. I mean, I, I, but the only thing that I really like by her is Jackass. So I like nothing of hers. So well, yeah. no, I said that there was one one shot that I liked. Yeah, let's do Koyoneta. Okay. All right, we're going to talk about Koyonada uh, next episode, um, which is going to be spicy and mostly me talking about Twitter and birds. <laughs> yeah, I figured. But that well, also gives me... We both like nights. Yes, both that, like that I one. love. Um, I've read some of her other stuff. It's a, mm-hmm. good, it's a good opportunity for me to read some of her other yeah, stuff. And I'll, right, and I was like, it'll give me um, even more incentive to um, catch up with Twitter and birds. Well, read the ones that I've got. Um, I'm gonna rewatch that movie yeah. that dubbed Domeki's voice too deep. <laughs> uh, thank you guys uh, for yeah. listening. I look forward to seeing you all in our live episode where uh, Aisha's gonna read uh, Lies or Gentleman's Manners. I'm excited. I think you're gonna love it. If you haven't read it already, mm. I think you're gonna love it. I haven't start I haven't because I wanted to wait until it was a little bit closer. Yeah. So I don't forget. <laughs> so it's fresh. So. Oh, we also have a Discord. We forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah, I did forget to mention that. We have a Discord. Discord. 
uh, it's usually pretty chill, which is nice. Because, mm -hmm. as I said uh, before we started recording, it means less work for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> Asia has me out here in the fields. I mean... With, you knew with, you knew what it was. <laughs> Give me the Roomba. We're just both out here in the fields. Just, you know. I Way pop in every now and then. <laughs> I just don't be having anything to say. I'm like, I, I have so much to No! No, 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 no. If you put half the energy of Twitter into Discord. No, 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 All no, I no, do no. on Twitter is post pictures of myself. You can do that in Discord. No, because it's not the same. It's not the same. I post the pictures so that I can get compliments. Okay. Nobody in nobody in the Yahweh Shelf Discord is checking for my for my ass because everyone is intimate. Asia <laughs> out here fishing. Just That's openly. exactly. There's what Just other reason openly. is there to put pictures on the internet? Like, I ain't got time to do all of that for for nothing for crickets <laughs> for crickets to get that's why I have an OnlyFans <laughs> you little hoe anyway bye bye <laughs>